A secret Earth Alliance mission has been sent to Ganymede to greet extraterrestrial visitors and inaugurate a Star Trek future. You're listening to Exopolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala, your source for the uncensored truth regarding the human, extraterrestrial, global, and political agenda. Click the like button and subscribe to this channel. And now, here's Dr. Michael Sala. A fleet of spacecraft from a highly evolved group of friendly extraterrestrial visitors has arrived in our solar system and established a presence on Jupiter's moon Ganymede, according to three independent sources familiar with unfolding events in deep space. This latest intel coincides with William Shatner, globally revered for his role as Captain Kirk in the Star Trek franchise, being launched into space on October 13, a likely cover for him playing a significant role in unfolding events on Ganymede. My first source, JP, who currently serves with the US Army, revealed to me that an international space coalition has been secretly sending personnel and ships to Jupiter's moon Ganymede to meet with a powerful new group of extraterrestrial visitors regarded as friendly. My second source on what is currently happening on Ganymede is the extraterrestrial contactee Elena Danan, who has passed on the most recent intel from her Galactic Federation source Thorhan Eredian about the visitors who are establishing an outpost on Ganymede to coordinate with the Earth Alliance until humanity is ready for open contact. My third source is longtime Andromedan contactee Alex Collier, who confirmed that there has been much recent activity on Ganymede, which possesses a number of large extraterrestrial facilities that have been present there for thousands of years. I begin with intel from my longtime source JP, who I've known since 2008, which was when he first contacted me about his extraterrestrial contact experiences in Brazil. JP revealed back on September 7 that he and other US military personnel had been assigned to covert moon operations and began assembling large facilities there with the assistance of human-looking extraterrestrials working with US Space Command. In an earlier article, I discussed what JP had revealed about US military operations on the moon that corroborated information being released by another contactee, Megan Rose, and her source, Valnek, about the Galactic Federation building a new base on the moon. The new moon base would use secure technologies to prevent infiltration by hostile extraterrestrials from the Draconian Empire and Orion Alliance. On September 21st, JP first informed me about a large space convoy leaving the moon and heading towards Ganymede to meet with an incoming group of friendly extraterrestrials. He told me, quote, Also something good is happening. They're moving some technology from the moon to Ganymede. Among the soldiers, everybody talking. Major space convoy. Sometime this week or next, the convoy leaves. Don't know the exact hit time. Earth satellite to Jupiter satellite. End quote. The large space convoy would not be using rocket-propelled technologies to get to Ganymede, which would take more than a year. The space convoy would take a fraction of that time using anti-gravity, torsion field and other exotic propulsion systems. JP let me know the route the Earth Alliance convoy would take, quote, to the moon, then Ganymede. But in between the moon and Jupiter's satellite, there's going to be major stops like in Mars and in the asteroid belt. 
before reaching Jupiter's gravitational pull. End quote. On September 27, JP asked me, quote, From your sources, you know anything about going to Ganymede? The soldiers are still talking about it. End quote. I replied, My Federation sources are not talking about Ganymede. Tell me what the soldiers are saying. JP continued, quote, that they're moving some advanced technology from the moon to the biggest moon in our solar system. And when I heard you talk about the Jupiter meetings, I really got interested. It's a moon that has a magnetic field and has a lot of water. There's massive facilities there already. We are just transporting a shitload of stuff. There's massive structures there. Massive. I remember them saying there was a massive war there, Ganymede, a couple of thousand years ago. All I know is an armada is heading over there. Big, big ships. End quote. I have covered the Jupiter meetings, first revealed by Thorhan through Elena Danan and later corroborated by Valneck through Megan Rose in an earlier article. One of the pieces of corroborating data that I referred to was the announcement by NASA that the launch vehicle for the Clipper mission to Europa, Ganymede's sister moon, had been awarded to SpaceX. I speculated that this was the cover for Musk to attend the Jupiter meetings. His attendance, along with that of Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson, was later confirmed by Valnek. With this new intel from JP, it becomes clearer that the NASA Europa Clipper mission is a cover for a much larger space operation. An Earth Alliance convoy to travel to Ganymede to set up facilities to meet and interact with an incoming group of extraterrestrial visitors. JP next had an encounter with a human-looking extraterrestrial who told him to prepare for being part of one of the upcoming military missions to Ganymede to meet with an incoming group of visitors. This did not come as a surprise to me since JP's recruitment into the US Army was facilitated by US Special Forces personnel who had several years earlier helped him take photographs of anti-gravity spacecraft flying near MacDill Air Force Base in order to promote disclosure. I analyzed JP's photos in a series of articles, including my latest book on the US Space Force. On October 4, I asked Elena whether she knew anything about something big coming into our solar system. She replied, quote, I also heard about another great return of powerful benevolent forces from another dimension and realm, a great force that has always tried to free humanity of Earth from slavery. This also is back. We are up for a great grand finale. End quote. This takes me to Elena's latest intel from Thorhan, received on October 10, which provides much more information about this incoming benevolent force and the connection with Ganymede. Quote Thorhan. The fleet from the Intergalactic Confederation has arrived in this star system. Their ships will be stationed around Jupiter for a while, until further notice to move nearer to Earth's orbit. The personnel and logistics are welcomed on the Ashtar outpost. High officials are staying at the Council of Five facility on the moon Ganymede. They come to evaluate the result of our common work regarding the dismantlement of the Dark Alliance and collaborate together with the Galactic Federation of Worlds, a course of action for the next step. End quote. Thorhan's information here is stunning confirmation for what JP had earlier revealed to me back in September. A multinational Earth Alliance headed by US Space Command is sending a large convoy to Ganymede 
to meet with and collaborate with an incoming group of extraterrestrial visitors. Thorhan elaborates on this growing collaboration between the new visitors and the Earth Alliance. Quote, Elena, what is the next step? Thorhan, connecting with the Earth Space Force, an evaluation of the potential for a civilian contact. We usually don't require their intervention, but we recently requested their assistance to secure this timeline. You know, Terra is not like one of these stage 2 or 3 civilizations that the Galactic Federation of Worlds rescues from external interference. Terra is special. It bears the seeds they planted. Elena, can you talk about that? Thorhan, they are our forefathers. They seeded us here in Nataru. Terra, like a few other places in this galaxy, has been for a long while one of their particularly loved grounds for experimentation about human development and consciousness. Such as in Mana, K62, Lyra. They are the seeders. Elena, I understand they are a bunch of different races, aren't they? Thorhan, yes, they are very diversified, but not as widely diversified as the life forms they created. Elena, how do you create life forms? Thorhan, by hybridization. It is a great amusement for them, but there is a serious underlying matter. They work in accordance with source. Of course, they do not create all life forms. This is the creation of source, but they rather play with the material to create hybrid races and populate worlds. End quote. This is a fascinating development, since it dovetails with the information provided by several researchers and contactees about humanity's extraterrestrial origins and how different races seeded humanity. The oldest reference to such information comes in biblical texts such as the Old Testament that refers to the Elohim as humanity's creators. Alex Collier says that he was told by Andromedan extraterrestrials that humanity was a hybrid species containing the genetics of 22 extraterrestrial civilizations. In his book, Defending Sacred Ground, Alex spoke about Ganymede being used as an outpost by the Andromedans. Quote, the Andromedans have huge motherships on Jupiter and the moon of Ganymede, end quote. Therefore, it is very possible that this new group that has established a presence on Ganymede is related to one or more of these 22 civilizations. Elena's conversation with Thorhan continued. Quote, Thorhan, did I tell you about the nine elders? Elena, yes you did. Thorhan, they are the highest level of individuated consciousness before Source. Some call them the nine gods, others the nine prophets of Source. They do not live in definite dimension, but in no dimension. I mean, for you to understand, they dwell in between the created universes, in a place where time and space are uncreated. We call it the void, or the sanctuary. Their consciousness encompasses all consciousness. They can fractally divide themselves to be present simultaneously in as many places as they wish. For they do not travel in space, nor in time, but they connect to a location, and an entity when they want to pass on a message or act whenever the distance, whenever the time. For them, time only occurs when they connect to a space-time continuum. They are the first children of Source. Elena, Archangels? Thorhan, higher than that. They are pure consciousness, non-incarnated, shapeless, but with each their own individual thinking, although binding as one. Nine mouths, one heart. They are the nine. 
They have no other name. Elena, can they be called the Council of Nine sometimes? Thorhan, well, yes, sometimes. You know, there are a tremendous lot of councils. These nine are an intergalactic sort of council. And you have also the Nataru, this galaxy, Council of Nine, which is now the Five. And at the head of the Zenae, the Andromedans, you have also nine elders. End quote. At this point, it's worth mentioning that the first reference to a Council of Nine interested in human affairs came from channeled communications involving Dr. D.J. Vinod, who worked with the famed psychiatrist Dr. Andrea Puharic back in 1952. Puharic had several psychics channel the Council of Nine, including famed Israeli psychic Yuri Geller and later Phyllis Schlemmer. Her book, the Council of Nine summarizes 20 years of research and communications with the Council of Nine. Importantly, Gene Roddenberry attended some of the Council of Nine channeling sessions and asked them questions. This inspired him to create the TV series Deep Space Nine, where he described a mysterious group of incorporeal extraterrestrials that he called the Prophets, who occupied non-linear time inside a wormhole that instantaneously connected different parts of our galaxy. What Thorhan next had to say about the Council of Nine has an uncanny resemblance to the prophets in Roddenberry's Deep Space Nine. Quote, Elena and the Galactic Federation has a High Council of 25, isn't it? Thorhan, 24 plus 1, the Law Keeper. This one settles the final decision. But this task takes turns. The Law Keeper is replaced by another member of the Council every 10 cycles. Elena, based on what cycle? Thorhan, a fractal of the temporal cycles of this galaxy. Elena, are the nine also coming in our star system now? Thorhan laughs. They do not need ships to move. Their mind can connect to everywhere. They can take any shape, instantly teleport and materialize in a temporary biological vessel related to the species they visit. They can change into anything, biological forms, elements such as fire, water, etc. Elena, why so then did they leave all these events happening in this star system? Thorhan, understand, the nine are above everything. They overlook the stories of all creatures populating these universes, rarely playing a role at an individual level in the balance of things. End quote. Elena next goes on to ask about an extraterrestrial organization she calls the Intergalactic Superconfederation, which she described in her most recent book, We Will Never Let You Down. She describes it as an apex intergalactic organization with a higher status than the Council of Nine, Andromeda Council, Galactic Federation, Ashtar Command, and other extraterrestrial organizations operating locally in our galaxy. Quote, Elena, you said that Terra is special and dear to the heart of the Intergalactic Superconfederation. Oh, what is the exact name, by the way? Thorhan. They have their own name, which is in frequency, not translatable in human language. We do, in Tami, name them Ad Oratu. But it is a very faint translation of a multidimensional frequency-based language. We rather like to call them Do the Guardians, because that is what they really do. Elena, Thorhan is here answering my question about the Intergalactic Superconfederation, not the Nine. End quote. It's significant that US Space Force personnel 
chose to refer to themselves as guardians and are now directly liaising with a group of visitors called the guardians, or prophets. To sum up, according to Thorham, the recently arrived extraterrestrial race that has entered our solar system and established a presence on Ganymede is the Intergalactic Super Confederation. It is here to oversee the incredible transition about to take place on Earth and our solar system and to liaise with the newly created Earth Alliance comprising 14 spacefaring nations and companies that participated in the July-Jupiter meetings. In addition, Thorhan revealed that an intergalactic council of nine, known throughout our galaxy as prophets or guardians, has also arrived interdimensionally to observe how events play out in our solar system. I spoke with Alex Collier on October 11, and he said that the new group of extraterrestrial visitors had indeed made a beeline for Jupiter and established a presence on Ganymede to watch events unfold in our solar system. He said that Ganymede has enormous facilities that date back many thousands of years. When I told him about JP's intel about a space convoy heading for Ganymede, Alex said that they likely had been assigned one of the huge facilities on Ganymede as a forward base of operations. There is a very important synchronicity happening on October 13 that supports the above information. Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin spacecraft is scheduled to launch with William Shatner as one of the four astronauts. According to Elena, the Blue Origin uniforms are a close match to the uniforms of Earth Alliance personnel interacting with the Galactic Federation and other extraterrestrial groups. My speculation is that the October 13 Blue Origin mission is a cover for Shatner and the other three astronauts secretly travelling to Ganymede to participate in the welcoming ceremony for the newly arrived Intergalactic Super Confederation and possibly even the Council of Nine. Shatner is a tremendously popular worldwide figure and would make an excellent cultural ambassador for Earth in initial contact meetings with such an important group of visitors. Shatner's participation in such meetings would also herald humanity officially entering into a Star Trek future. In conclusion, there are three independent sources that confirm that a powerful new group of extraterrestrials have arrived in our solar system and established a presence on Jupiter's moon Ganymede. It is more than coincidental that NASA's Clipper mission to Europa was announced back in July as it provides the perfect cover for a large space convoy to be secretly assembled and sent to its sister moon Ganymede without arousing too much suspicion. The large convoy and development of a human presence on Ganymede at one of the large facilities there also helps explain the worldwide labour shortage that I have previously discussed. Finally, the Blue Origin space mission involving William Shatner with his deep connection to the Star Trek franchise does lend plausibility to the idea that humanity has officially entered into an exciting new phase with a highly evolved group of extraterrestrial visitors depicted in Deep Space Nine as the prophets that have taken up residence on Ganymede. This has been Dr. Michael Sala with Exopolitics Today. If you want to learn more about the Galactic Federation of Worlds, then I recommend visiting a page I created on my website, exopolitics.org, which has a list of all the articles that I've recently written and podcasts concerning the Galactic Federation of Worlds. For those that missed and are interested in watching my October 9 webinar, 
Galactic Federation's councils and secret space programs, it is now available on Vimeo. Thank you for listening and subscribing to my ExoPolitics Today podcast. You have been listening to ExoPolitics Today with Dr. Michael Sala. Subscribe, like, and share. Stay informed and be aware. Visit exopoliticstoday.com.